Welcome to episode number 13 of Developer Melange, the podcast about developing software in the 21st century directly from Vienna, Austria. Developer Melange brings you regular discussions about everything software development. You can find us online on developermelange.github.io and you can follow us on Twitter via at devmelange, that's dev, M-E-L-A-N-G-E. We are very keen on learning what you think about this show or the podcast itself. So please reach out for us on Twitter or leave your comments on our website. We appreciate all of your feedback. And here are your hosts. My name is Paul Rohatzka. I'm a software developer with the heart of a tester. My name is Christian Haas. By day I work on safety-critical software in Java and C++. And by night I develop on open source in Go. My name is Peter Kovler. I'm the code cop. Obviously I am fanatic about clean code. My name is David Leitner. I'm an enthusiastic software professional working in various projects using a bunch of different stacks and environments. Yeah, and in this episode we are very happy to have another guest, another great guy from Vienna. It's Martin Schimak. Welcome, Martin. Hi. Martin introduces himself on his website. At the age of 10, Martin fell in love with coding. Later, he left his love and studied business and law, only to find out that's awesome for programming business software. In the 15 years since then, he talked to energy traders, telecom people, wind tunnel experts, and many others. They formed the hands-on domain decoder with a passion for DDD and a soft spot for long-running services. Martin is a trainer with experience in 50-plus companies and 10-plus countries. He regularly speaks at meetups and conferences across Europe and from time to time in the US. So, welcome Martin, thank you for being here. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome to be with you, it's really cool. 15 plus co no, companies and 10 plus countries. Oh, yeah. I've been doing quite a bit of, of uh, training work, it was also in collaboration with, uh, with another company because I'm basically I'm a freelancer and for a certain period of time in my life I've been doing uh, quite a lot of, of uh, trainings. So this is why I have that experience. Um, but uh, yeah, nowadays I also use it in other areas. Yeah. So what is your daily business now? My daily business now is actually difficult to describe, but uh, right now, um, I mean, it's always the most difficult thing to describe yourself. Yeah, I, really, I don't know how it's about you, but um, I, I'm uh, always doing a little bit of architecture work and uh, hands-on coding and, uh, and then analysis. Um, it was mentioned that I actually studied law. So uh, when something is in that area, I'm doing that and on and on and on. Um, and right now I'm actually also preparing a training. Again, um, this time a training I will, uh, I will offer myself. Mm -hmm. How do you make um, how do you make this transparent? How how do you find people who, who visit this training? Then do you put it on some websites or do you have some partners, which make advertisements for you? Um, um, I actually will have a partner. Um, it's uh, will be uh, offered uh, via Tech Talk. Ah, okay. So policy with us. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. I'm, I guess I will also, if, we, if I am uh, kind of successful with that, I will also offer it via other channels. Um, I'm also in the editorial team for the Objekt Spectrum in Germany. They also have uh, trainings, offerings. Um, I've been speaking for, yeah, for example, um, confer uh, at conferences in the DDD area. They also offer trainings, obviously, uh, around the conferences. So I know uh, people 
So yes, there are um, several possibilities to to get that to the people. If it will work out, I don't know yet. <laughs> What's that DDD thing that you keep mentioning? What's that DDD thing? It's domain-driven design, and I'm I'm actually um, also organizing a meetup group around that topic in Vienna. So oh, that's, that's true. Uh, sorry, Paul. I would consider that probably one of the most successful meetups in Vienna, besides JavaScript, really? of course. Yeah, because from what I see, I've all uh, I always like full with waiting list and uh, 80, 80 people or something like that sometimes, right? Yeah, well, that looks pretty impressive <laughs> compared to like the meetups I'm running. Thank you. I mean, with regards to the waiting list, it's always when you restrict it to just a few people, then it's full. That's for knappungstag, how it's called, right? Uh, so uh, that's uh, actually uh, something I wanted to ask you is like, how, how did it come to the meetup and that it's so successful? How did you do that? Um, yeah, this was actually uh, in the beginning, um, it was a... I have to ask myself, how did it start? Um, I actually didn't start with the domain-driven design meetup, but with the microservices meetup in Vienna um, was the first one. Also very successful. Um, yes, very different. Um, it's actually the larger uh, meetup, um, and we have more more typical talks and audience formats in that in that meetup. In the domain-driven design, it's it's much more community and hands-on. Maybe we can speak about that later okay. on. When did you start with the microservices? The meetup? microservices meetup. Let me think. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I had the idea end of 2016, around I don't know September, October. Um, basically, I mean, one thing was I was interested in the topic. I must say I didn't uh, know a lot about it back then. <laughs> um, changed by now. <laughs> Um, and um, yeah, the, se the, the second uh, or the motivation kind of also was that I've been doing quite a bit of project work in Germany before that time. Um, but nowadays I've uh, also family in Vienna and I wanted to uh, have also, yeah, I was thinking how could I actually um, build up a network in Vienna because really back then um, I did know a few people in Germany, I mentioned, but in Vienna, my actual hometown, nobody knew me. Okay, so I, I, I thought, what, what can I do um, to get in touch with people? Um, and then um, I looked into meetups also in Germany, and, um, and I, I, I saw that uh, there is a, a really interesting microservices meetup going on in Munich, and another one in Berlin. And in Vienna, nothing, nada. So I just thought, okay, I have to do that. And I just so did you create a meetup group uh, for the purpose of having a meetup group, or more like having a support group in terms of to learn more? Because you said you didn't know that much from the beginning. I wanted to learn about the, the topic, and I wanted to get in touch with people in Vienna, definitely. So I think it was rather quick that you got well-known speakers to the meetup, isn't it? This was kind of interesting, weird also, um, because when I when I started the meetup um, in uh, at meetup.com, which is a back then at least it was a, an awesome platform. <laughs> um, no, it's I mean it's still when it comes to well um, getting the message to some first people, um, the meetup exists, but I basically had nothing really. And what I did then uh, as a first step, 
um, I tried to, well, the, the few people I knew, I tried to bring them together and I started, a, uh, I did a kind of organizer meetup as a first um, thing. I think beginning of uh, 2017 in January we met. And I actually would believe, Pete, that I you was have on the been second, I think, where we did been on the second where we did planning, what could be topics but that was the planning. to explore. It was the yeah, first that, one. I really liked that. It was like, yeah. uh, like I have a, no idea. Just it make wasn't it a happen. real yeah. meetup yet, but it was really about okay, how uh, could we get this thing started? And what are uh, topics? What and what are possible topics? Who could support us? Who knows somebody? Did um, that like uh, sustain it, or then did you switch the mode? Because I really like this uh, consumer-driven. So if I want to consume something, I have to also create it. Because my mother is not here, so nobody will make it for me. So, uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, what happened then, um, I, I would agree I, uh, that the mode kind of switched in that uh, meetup. Because what happened then, also not planned, um, was that I ran um, into Uwe Friedrichsen um, uh, in a hotel lobby in Germany, by chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I already knew him a little bit. He didn't really know me, but um, now that I that we speak about it, was what was actually interesting um, was that because um, I had that not yet um, that meetup in Vienna, which didn't do anything yet, I already had a possibility to uh, and a reason to speak with Uwe Friedrichsen, um, uh, who is a CTO for Codecentric. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, also well-known speaker in Germany, mm -hmm. and uh, he was really nice. And we had uh, lunch together, and agreed that he will come over and speak at my uh, first meetup, uh, my first, uh, the second then meetup in February uh, back then. So mm -hmm. we had an awesome um, start event, um, but it could be that. Because this was this was uh, well, this was of course a classical talk uh, audience format. It developed uh, in yeah in this direction yeah, because it already drew a lot of attention. This this first uh, meetup, but and I then think yeah, some yeah, things just happened. But I think this this changed a lot um, over the last couple of years, right? This is getting people as speakers to meetups. I think this was already harder at some point in time. Uh, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, but for example, I know that in the, in the Angular Werner meetup, they already have a waiting list for speakers, right? And they think of now increasing the topics is from two to three. Is, that, is that in all meetups? Because I still get emails from other meetups like your talk, third slot is always your talk, and uh -huh. looking for speakers. Maybe that's just like now the emergent, in quote, uh, things like microservices, mm. Angular. For sure, it's not for all topics, but at least I think also people get more and more possibilities by their companies uh, to get budget for this. Uh, mm -hmm. That's at least my understanding, be. um, because companies understand more and more that they can attract people actually mainly by community work, right? InnoQ, in CodeCentric, I think <coughs> these are very good examples for this, right? No, and it's right dedicated to come here like... Uh, just one evening. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's probably too much to expect, I would say. I find it, it's too much to expect. Well, I, uh, for example, Codecentric, as far as I know, they, they have a four-day week, right? So every Friday is, is free for them, so they can do whatever they want. At the same time, okay. Yeah, and they can do open source projects, but they can also prepare for talks, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And they also have a lot of budget for, for going well, to conferences and speaking. But that yeah. was a well-known speaker. It's not that someone that would practice a, a talk on the, on the meetup. But also an example... For somebody who actually, uh, I mean, another another thing that um, I, I kind of 
found over the years is that Vienna is an interesting city uh, for a lot of people. People would like so to come. So when you when you use that a little bit more um, uh, and speak about uh, Vienna, uh, so people realize actually, yeah, that, that that's a, a city I, I would I would have loved to visit once anyway. Okay, you mean um, as a, as a Tourist destination, so to speak. As a tourist yeah, destination, so then the you then you're yeah. doing a, a meetup. Um, most of our meetups in in the microservices uh, happen uh, Thursday evenings, and then uh, they uh, can stay the the cold centric free Friday <laughs> or even Saturday or whatever they want. So they can can combine that a little bit. So this is a yeah. yeah actually, I would also agree to what you said. It's it's it didn't turn out to be t- difficult. Um, uh, and um, over time, uh, people always ask me, uh, "Why do you know all that? Those people, uh, I didn't know them." So it wasn't as difficult as I actually ac- expected it to be, mm. because in the beginning I was quite scared about exactly that aspect, mm. because it's the most important one. You need content, obviously, and and uh, and people talk about mm. some things. I learned to know you when you started, uh, I think, in, in autumn 2017, so mm-hmm. a year or half a year after the microservice meter, you started the DDD meetup. Exactly. That's when we got first in contact and I totally fell in love with the meetup and with the way you were building upon your community and stuff. And since so this one and a half year now, uh, I think it's, it's really obvious for me that there can be some good luck to run into someone that you can invite to Vienna, but also there is your work. So it's really important So from the point of view as a participant to see it's really, you need to have somebody that is really doing it, that is behind it all over, the t- over all the time, over all the months and the years to keep constantly talking to people, to being visible, to building up this community outside of Vienna. And, and I think it's really important. So you don't have a community just because it's here. You have to build up a community. And that's, I think, two well, very good examples where you really managed it to make it very well. How much time do you invest on average? That's actually very difficult to say. I, I do invest quite a bit, but it happens uh, on, a, on an ongoing basis. Like so one hour uh, a week? More or less than one hour a week on average? I would believe it's more than one hour a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like um, on an ongoing basis because it happens in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably more like two or three hours a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did like you have you ever? Time, did you? Have and it's also two meetups. Um, you mentioned that uh, that I also organized that uh, domain-driven design meetup, and I, and I also did it um, actually because of what uh, you mentioned, um, Peter, um, uh, because. Um, I kind of saw that the microservices meetup is developing in a direction of a, with, with cl- quite a large audience and and, uh, uh, and classical formats, and I wanted to have something more community driven. Um, and and uh, you experienced, I think, more that yeah. part of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> but both but both are always like uh, booked out, so there's no point for people that decide late like me. Uh, yeah, nowadays that's also like I would true. say quite from from this first session with Uwe, it was like 100 people or something. If I remember, maybe 80, but it was like a big number. And it was out. already a big number, yeah. and then it it uh, it continued to develop uh, yeah. in that direction. Yeah, 
let's see what, what's happening from now on. We want to kind of widen the topics at the moment. So it's now, now uh, called Microservices Reactive and Distributed Systems Vienna. So we are going more into that direction of actually speaking about a certain aspect of architecture, not just microservices. Well, that's, that's inside a, of microservice, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. just a reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and you already mentioned the different flavor of, of meetups. Those two are, are yeah, they are very different. Yeah, so yeah. the DDD community is really awesome because it always starts with a talk. By in the first uh, episodes, it was done by you basically. You introduced the very first one. So yeah. the very first one, yeah. and you introduced us to basic concepts yeah. and talked about your point of view and stuff, and it immediately got into a discussion. That's yes. really the thing that is signifi signifying this. Meet yes. the DVD meetup to have this community that's really so strong on discussing. Yes. And some, some speakers already um, experienced that it does not always have to be in sync with the, with the direction that the speaker originally was going, originally was going when I think of, of one occasion, but it's always a very lively and very, very, very good discussion. Yeah. And that's really I what I love about this meeting. I would agree. I mean, it's also a bit difficult to, to, to keep uh, that mode over time. Um, I already wrote in the beginning that uh, eventually sometimes uh, ordinary speakers will happen to us. Uh, it's, it's still, it's still, uh, uh, it still says like that uh, on, on the Meetup uh, website. Um, but the meetup was planned and, and still should be one that is very much community driven and um, especially in the first year I think it really worked out uh, in the second one too but uh, we had a, a few more classical meetups more classical meetup formats um, too but then it's also I mean when the community because this community is really is really is really close and close in the sense of um, um, not in the sense of uh, being an uh, opposite to, to open, but more in the sense of, uh, you know, um, cohesive, yeah. Yeah? something like that. Yeah? Um, and um, and a, a, lot of, a lot of sessions uh, just um, happen because um, people in the community say, I would like to yeah, introduce this or that aspect, and then we just um, talk about it. And I would really love to, to, to keep it that way. Also, I think the meetup time, Paul, you're so uh, often guest. Uh, the meetup time is an interesting one. We meet uh, yeah. Fridays, Fridays uh, four, 4 p.m. Four, 4 p.m. <laughs> short Friday, yeah. Um, for, yeah, to, to foster short Fridays. And uh, actually, for sure, it will not work for everybody. But um, for those formats, I think people like it. That's really, because um, I also ran some uh, community things, I would say less successful, like I did some hacker garden, but then it died because of nobody was showing up later, and also in the coding dojos, we could have more participants. So what would you say are like the core, because you did two different meetups, and both are very successful, at least from, from my perception. So what's like maybe the, I was the, lucky. The core, no, yeah, maybe, but... Uh, doesn't feel like that so what's like the, the core things you're investing all over what would you say is like number one advice uh, or number two things to, to get it going 
That's we need actually, the people to get it I going. I have to think right? about it. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is... Um, I, I think really, it's momentum, huh? I really, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do think about the details, but not, not so much in a, in a, uh, because I, I'm worried that, uh, about every detail, um, but more because um, I really like to develop the community. So I, I, I care about what is going on and happening. And what I also, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's actually counterintuitive. What I also do is I write quite a bit when announcing an event and I always thought actually nobody will read it and, oh. and probably this is also true kind of but I would think that because um, because I do that I also signal um, um, something I, I care about what is happening and going on and even if people just quickly read through it they probably it's a it's a feeling I developed over time that they kind of realize okay there is somebody who cares uh, and it's probably interesting to go there so no, this is uh, I think it's uh, good because if, if there is no information I cannot decide I cannot decide against but if I have a lot of information it's more likely that I can positively decide if I want to come if it's something for me and I think you are right it's also giving me more like safety that I'm not wasting my time because like a kind of framework that you have here you said you're caring for all the details also because it's like you have to or someone has to so. I try not to to uh, to let it become too perfectionist but uh, I do care about the details when I, I, I have the feeling um, it's important um, and uh, I just would like to yeah that that uh, People like it when they come over, and so yes. And this this is uh, this is probably the most important ingredient that, that people feel. Okay, the one or the ones nowadays we are a team, um, actually um, consisting of nine people. The, the, the team that is doing that um, cares about uh, about what they are doing, and and this is a spark that that. Do you think also like having a larger team is uh, necessary for ongoing success, or at least uh, surviving? Because maybe there would be times where you wouldn't like or wouldn't have time to do it. I would definitely think so. Um, okay. And I, I mean, it was uh, I. I tried to um, grow the team from the beginning on. It wasn't um, uh, always a huge success immediately. Um, which is also quite natural um, thing because I mean I started that and it's it's not uh, I cannot expect from any anybody to be as enthusiastic as mm -hmm. I was uh, because I really made up my mind and I started it and then I wanted to to follow through it. Um, but then um, also because yeah we just uh, did work. Paul, you're part of of that organizer team. Don't know how you perceive it, but I think it's also quite a cohesive team. Okay, by now. now I know why Paul is not running. So I really love the team. <laughs> Have you ever thought of stopping it? Not yet. No, on the pause, okay, never. But uh, uh, of course, it will happen at some point in time. I mean, nothing is well, you for can, forever. You can for sure rename it in five years back to Monolith and then can run for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Let's see. Distributed monolith. I think we already have them, right? Not monolith. We also have them. Yeah? I think it was already the uh, the, the, the the second talk after Uber um, was uh, Hans uh, speaking about the distributed monolith. 
So, yeah. Apart from that, you, you said uh, you have a co cohesive community and so far as I understood it, you started the whole um, meetup group and the community as part of a learning experience yourself, you didn't know so much. Uh, would you say that the community as it is right now is also welcoming to new people? Because for instance, I have hardly any experience with uh, DDD, mm -hmm. as such would I get onto the whole bandwagon if I would join and even if I would get a space into this uh, one of these meetups to quick. If, okay for one <laughs> apparently I have to be quick um, how is the community or is there a way for newcomers to get into the whole thing I think that's a very good question it's a very good question and very difficult to answer when you are at the center of a community yeah absolutely and oh. I, I really can I really can fear or think that if you're coming now after 20 months of DDD meetup with this very strong talking discussing community it could be maybe a little bit frightening to someone that is that is thinking just take a look I don't know too much and maybe I also so already got that feedback from a few people okay. and um, um, we also in the, in, the, in, the, in the team we had already some discussions going on whether we um, should do um, some kind of introductory meetups or something like that so maybe some events that uh, look and feel more like the first original events um, felt felt like um, yeah it's not uh, at the moment planned but it's actually um, yeah I, I get that feedback um, so maybe it could be more open and more uh, easy And this is something that um, that we as a team should think about. Yeah. It's a, it's an extreme hard question. I see that on conferences because you either have talks that yeah. are boring or you have talks that nobody understands. And and <laughs> I I don't know where the balance <laughs> is. Right. So yeah, I like for the. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I if you cannot so. explain it, you don't understand it. I mean, this is so also. But I cannot go. I cannot go in depth. I you cannot can. go in. No, sure I cannot can. because, like, if we if we do introductory session, which is great, yeah. and we want to bring in new people in this time, we cannot go in depth with one topic, and then the no, people that are interested in details will come less. Yeah, I mean, and, and this also brings us already to the to the real hard part because uh, I mean, I also get a lot of feedback about, for example, couldn't we do something about that or this or that? And I always say, okay, but uh, who does it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you mean you're, and you're missing so the, now an, a, um, a newcomer that is willing also to drive the community? I mean, no, again. it's not that. Uh, I mean, yes, you know, uh, uh, do the pull request yourself. You know that um, kind of sentence. Um, but and it's a bit similar with with communities. Um, but what I want to say is that uh, when organizing a meetup, you're basically dependent on the content that you get. Um, so this is a this is a, a restriction you have, and then when it comes to introductory content, it would probably be similar because you're right. Uh, there is a community, a, a core community, who already learned a lot about the topic. Maybe a lot of them visited uh, many many meetups already, um, and then we would have to do such introductory meetups probably aside um, of of the normal ongoing program. And then again, the question is, who does it? <laughs> and this is not so not, not so easy and simple. And um, yeah, But interesting. Well, you could say for experienced, it's also the duty to teach. So and the question, who yeah. does it, is there? True. Uh, I agree. Actually, yeah, someone has to do it. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And I 
I always would like to do even more. Um, and when I hear such uh, comments, then I all, I'm already thinking about what could we do. And a little bit, I also have to be careful not to do too much. <laughs> Because it's already a lot. Well, I think yeah. you shouldn't do that, but there are like uh, 100 other people that yeah, 100 could, other people could probably and we could, do that. For example, I mean, I have very good experiences with uh, just asking. I mean, uh, when you, I, I, when you um, tell people what the current issues are and uh, communicate about that openly, then it typically happens that... Um, you do not get a, a lot of response, but you don't need, you just need one mm. who then um, later comes to you and says, actually, I would, uh, I have an idea, I would like, and it, it, almost always it happens. So, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good stuff going on in the, in the Vienna uh, meetup communities. Um, and then I'm going uh, back to my project work. And I, I, I work with uh, with uh, with people who, n who have never been at a meetup. Yeah. <laughs> Do you also know so that? The, the yeah, black it's a culture, culture, culture clash, <laughs> and then you have total culture clash. Yeah. Yeah. So Carl Tanzelman is calling them a black matter developers. So the people <laughs> that are sitting in the basements or in in their offices doing work and suddenly uh, sometimes or often doing great work and good, doing valuable work, but are never visible anywhere in some kind of community. Yeah. And they exist, of course. And many. And many of those. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, brings me a little bit to, to uh, the companies, um, because I actually uh, would think, I mean, they are a lot of uh, speaking and babbling about uh, employer branding and things like that. Um, so they are aware nowadays that they actually need to do a lot to convince developers to work for them. But I didn't yet see anybody who would, for example, say, okay, going to meetups is work time. Because that uh, could change something. I, would, I mean, also I would going and having yeah. a talk, yeah. not just attending. Well, may maybe even attending, why not? Because that's learning time, which could yeah. be work time. I mean, it's learning and networking. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, you will uh, for sure uh, have the defensive companies again who would say, but they, I, I don't want my developers to be network doing networking because maybe they get to know beer in his other employers or whatever. But do you think this would, this would be a big advantage for the community if now you get a lot of people who are just there because it's working time? Oh, good question. Good yeah. question. Maybe not for the it's community as we know it now, but for the broader community because the community that we are seeing and experiencing at meetups are just this 10% or whatever percentage is from the whole community of, of for the whole amount of people developing software as a profession so I think there is a big amount of people that is never showing up on any event like this but maybe it would be good for the for the broad industry to bring those people to more open events there would be mm -hmm. more exchange yeah because we are a bubble yes and then on the code trade we are even smaller bubble in the bubble right yeah <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't. I don't like these communities, honestly, which which grew so much, right? Because they lose most of their advantages for me, right? Because it's about familiarity. It's about knowing the people. It's about um, learning from each other, being open and honest to each other. And at some point in time, if you have more than hundred people in a community, in my opinion, this doesn't yeah, really I work I guess out it anymore. Would, right? it would 
be some kind of other sub-communities or other formats for those kind of people that are typically not showing up. Mm. So maybe we would have to be more 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 open and and trying out things. Other you know, and there could be a meetup on every evening like this in London, and there could be five microservices to meet with design meetups with different target group each week. Right? Yeah. Of course, you would not run all of them, but. No. Uh, uh, there would different needs and different people yeah, sure. would do different formats sure. if the demand is there. Like if there would be ten times as many participants, then things might happen. Mm. So if we if we can't get the people from the companies to a meetup, then like we see when we bring the meetup to a company, then they also show up more from their own company. Like we do That's with coding dojo. That's a very interesting aspect. Then is it really? Well, we what is happening? Not not necessarily at every time, though. Uh, we do have the cases where. We, when we had a coding dojo at a specific company mm -hmm. for the first time, for instance, all of a sudden you have several people that wouldn't normally go to the meetup or to the event, whatever, on their own time, at mm -hmm. least join that one because mm -hmm. it's just in their own meeting room and they stay okay to you. The, the limit, like the barrier is, is slower, yeah. right? If they yeah. have some barrier because they need to be home early, maybe because of family or whatever. And then if it's in like in the office, I remember like in, in also in, in your company, so the colleagues from your colleagues were always there as long as this was in your company because they didn't have to go somewhere else. So the barrier was lower. That's true. That's true. And perhaps if we, if we can get a company even invite the meetup during normal office hours, if that's then workable with all the other participants, mm -hmm. then perhaps even more could be possible. So these are then the rough ideas. Yeah, because remember I was talking about that I would like to run uh, free community courses, maybe with some material that I am uh, trial running, uh, like mm -hmm. TDD training, testing development, not domain design, not uh, uh, going in that direction. A T. Yeah, the T, like a hard, <laughs> hard stuff, right? Uh, uh, clean code, refactoring, uh, design patterns. Uh, there's a lot of material I would like to create but I wouldn't like to test run on the client. Mm -hmm. And then there was discussion when is a good time and which people would come and that's exactly the problem you're describing. If I'm doing it in the evening, I'm not reaching certain people. If I'm doing it in the afternoon, I'm only reaching them who would like have uh, time for education from their employee or employer or they would just uh, be on like, what's this time where you can shift? Like, um, so they would just go there. So, but it seems that Friday afternoon is an excellent time for something. Friday afternoon, it, it actually also the main reason why I did it <laughs> was uh, because I already organized that other meetup um, and I have a family, so I was looking for a, a time slot that works for me. <laughs> and yeah. then it, uh, it, it turned out to be a good thing. Yeah, and for I the think. participant it opens the, the mind to have three hours where I'm not stressed to go home, maybe. So yeah. it's yeah. just so after three hours, it's even just seven o'clock. It's not too too late. It's still are so like it's really normal good. coming home. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not on a Friday, but on this uh, special Friday. I have this problem a lot with the yeah. evenings in Vienna, as you, as you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, you're, so you're like me being here in, in the evening, I know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Monday morning would be maybe great, right? Monday morning, eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight like o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'll never show up. The only time when I'm getting up one hour early is for the code retreat. It's, it's already as much as it, as it gets, uh, as, as uh, early as it gets. With regards to what, what you said, uh, David, um, because you said when the com community grows too large, um, mm. I was also worried in the beginning whether this will happen soon. 
And actually, I cannot prove it, but nowadays I think that um, you know the real numbers are not the numbers that you see on the meetup side. Yeah? Um, what is what is actually happening is that when you when you have a, have that meetup uh, over time, of course, people get interested, and yes, you can reach them. Um, but uh, the the core community is growing very slow. That's true. Yeah, very that's slow. True. So it's a much uh, slower and lower number. Yeah, slower growth and, and lower number. So the, I think so. the core community mainly stays stable, right? It's stable or is growing a little yeah, bit yeah, uh, yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, that's yeah. actually true, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. So I think we talked a lot, a lot of interesting stuff about community seeing the Anna community in general. And thank you, Martin, for all your inputs and your motivation that you're bringing into this topic. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. a pleasure. But now it's still time to, to raise some word about community. community in Vienna. Actually, dates, things that are happening. Somebody already mentioned Global Day of Code Breed. Will it be a thing again in Vienna? Who will host it? Well, that's a good question. I'm looking at two potential hosts here. <laughs> yeah. uh, this year it's uh, interesting because it's like 10 year anniversary oh. and they kind of uh, encourage us to do it both on a Friday and a Saturday, which is again this sometimes Saturday is impossible for certain people and they keep complaining. So there will be two coded reads and I'm actually really looking at two potential hosts, like companies giving a venue. Uh, that would be awesome if you can do it Friday and Saturday with two different guests. Okay. Or maybe talk to your yes. uh, the finance department, so at least one host uh, guest could uh, be from Tech Talk again, maybe. Um, so I, I read on the website it's November 16th or 15th. Yeah. That's what's so like uh, both days sounds awesome. I again will try not to facilitate it, just to participate because <laughs> that's much cooler. That won't work. Uh, that will work. I will uh, work hard on it. Yeah, we'll see. Every time we approach someone, some really famous, internationally famous people, we have to so and our local hero, Kurt Kopp Hofler, is also here. Yeah, and then they the say, okay, then I'm coming. So afraid. it's impossible to yeah. not. Yeah, coding dojo, we have another coding dojo planned on the 12th of June. And uh, for all of these dates, you can see on the softwarexcomma.org slash wien for all the dates in the calendar. And on the 12th of June, we are planning the next coding dojo. Cool. Okay. Martin, the next issue of DDD and microservices meetup is... Yeah, it's actually interesting because it's, uh, it's for the very first time and probably also for the last time. <laughs> it's a joint meetup. Um, uh, which is happening on one hand because um, we kind of um, joined forces now. Um, I had uh, originally um, two different um, organizer teams and we joined forces yeah. now and have one team organizing those two meetups together and we kind of celebrate that a little bit um, on uh, June 4th uh, together with uh, Michael Blöd. Um, who will uh, who's Bit, working for Bitboss right? uh, Bit yeah. Bit um, uh, InnoQ and he will uh, talk about uh, microservices love domain driven design <laughs> so this is a um, good topic to, to celebrate our, our team 
Finally, it's and really by coincidence that he chose this topic, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's yeah. by coincidence. And, and I guess it will be in Austria Center or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are very few spots left, actually. It, I, I, um, it's happening in the Riyadh, um, yeah, which uh, is that um, yeah, res research uh, kind of center for uh, their, the cryptographic guys, uh, blockchain guys. And uh, they are hosting us most of the time, and um, we restricted the numbers to 180 people, um, and hope that not more than 100 show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's like a, that's another secret of you running the community, doing uh, always limiting the numbers so yes, people get excited. Yes, yes. And then perhaps start a lottery for the tickets, <laughs> like the Socrates Germany, right? Yeah. Such as that. Okay, so this was another episode of Developer Melange.